You're listening to the Athletic Motion Golf Podcast. I'm Mike Renato, and I'm here with my good buddy and co-founder and AMG, Sean Webb. We have one goal with this podcast, to help you improve your game. We're going to do that by showing you what the best players in the world do, and then show you how to incorporate those same moves into your own swing. And we're going to do it all in 15 minutes or less. Today's episode is brought to you by Live View Golf. We use the Live View Pro every day in lessons because it gives our golfers the necessary feedback for improvement. The Live View Pro is like having a swing studio in your pocket. It's a tool we recommend to anyone serious about improving their swing. Check it out at liveviewsports.com backslash AMG to get $40 off at checkout. All right, Sean, we got our stopwatch going today, 15 minutes. Let's talk about something that you're at home right now, like back in Maine and you're up visiting the family and you're able to play a bunch of golf these last couple of weeks and you've gotten to see a number of different skill levels out in the wild, right out in the environment of golf. So you've kind of like been, um, even though you and your brother have been playing, you've also, you know, you're an instructor. So you also notice things and we were just talking a little while ago that there's, there's really five things that so many of those golfers can do that you were playing with. And this would apply to everywhere else in the world, not just, not just Maine, everywhere else in the world, basically five things that golfers can do right now today that will take, I mean, you know, one guy, you, you counted up the strokes that he could take like seven to nine shots off his score that day, but just doing these five things. Yeah, easily seven to nine. I mean, that's just like around the green type stuff, but but like you were saying, you know, I got a chance to play a lot of golf. I, I played almost every day for a couple of weeks, which is unusual because I'm always just sitting in the bay, you know, watching balls fly out of there, fixing swings. But when you get out on the golf course, you start noticing things that uh, these guys are doing that, you, you know, that could help them right away, just with really easy, basic stuff. And the first thing I can think of is when I'm out there watching, I didn't see really one decent, maybe one or two decent setups, but really out of 20 guys I probably saw, you know, either playing with them or just watch them tee off, really no good setups and not too many good grips. So, yeah, and I think it's important when you're uh, being an instructor to, we're usually on the course with guys we're working with. I think it's very mm-hmm. cool to be on the course with people you don't work with. It's way right? different. It's yes. Good. Yeah. Like you, you notice different trends, you notice different things, but with regards to the setup, so what were some of the things that you were seeing fairly consistently out there the number one setup fault is having the hips like too flat like the belt line they're not they're not bending from the hips they're just bending from the upper torso so their belt line stays pretty level they have no hinge from the hips and then from there they're so bent over from the torso they kind of stand up and chop down on the ball so it, it kills any chance they have of making a decent golf swing and they haven't even taken the club away so this would be more of um you know, sitting on a bar stool type setup yep. versus looking over a fence. A hundred percent of it. I remember just kind of the, the first and the third tee are like kind of next to each other and you just kind of waiting to tee off and you're getting to see two groups at a time kind of hit balls. It's like, yep, that setup's terrible. That one's not going to be hit well. And there it goes off into the woods to the right. And it, it ties into the grip as well. You know, the funny thing about that setup is you don't really think about this a lot, but the more I see that setup, uh, they have a bad grip normally because they can't angle their arms down correctly. That the arms have to be kind of out too much, 
out away from them and that puts the club too much up in the palm. So it's like that, that setup almost guarantees they got a bad grip. You know, I've never, never really thought about it like that till I'm talking about it with you right now, but it's like, okay, if they can't bend from the hips, they can't get the club down in the hand where it needs to be. So it's like a, a guaranteed double whammy. Yeah. Most golfers will set up to the ball first, then take the grip. Right. And yeah, with what you're talking so about, times. with that kind of really upright upper body kind of sitting back on the bar stool, you, you can't get a solid angle on the club. So you kind of, mm-hmm. it goes right in the palm, kind of like you would a putter. And then you're really behind the eight ball then when you start moving the club. Yeah. You made a good point. You see, you see one of two things. You see the flat hips and the really slumped over shoulders kind of bending from the upper torso, or you see like a really straight up and down, squatted way down, straight up and down, upper body squatted way down. It does the same thing. You can't get the club in the grip, uh, the club in the hand the right way. Like that suitcase grip that we like with the, the left hand, the lead hand. It's like, it's impossible to do. Yeah. No kidding. Um, what about, so that's, that's, we'll call that one and two. Those are a setup yeah. and a grip. Yeah. I mean, we talk about it all the time for a reason. It's like, if you can get this correct, it helps so many other things. And we've got a number of videos on our YouTube channel that really go into detail on improving both of those. All right. So check yeah, that out. It, it, uh, not to keep de- to change the conversation over, but Mike and I got a chance to work with Tom kite. And I thought one of the things he said that was really cool was like, you know, I've never had to think about my hands in the golf swing. We're like, what are you talking about? He's like, yeah, Harvey Pennant gave me a good grip. And once he did that, I never no, thought about said, my hands again. Uh, club face. Yeah. Club face. Yeah. Because of how he put his hands on the club. Never thought about my club face. Yeah. He never had to think about anything he was doing down there because he had such a good grip. And it's like, that's the one thing that everybody like I stay on my brother about it. I was like, come on, man. I mean, that's the one thing you can just do and be really good at is have a decent looking grip. You know, and it's not, it, it takes no effort. Yeah. Right. Why not have a really good grip? It's, it's like, it's almost just, it either gets overlooked or people get lazy and we all fall into bad habits, but it's like, there's no reason not to have your hands on the club. Like get yourself on the edge of the starting line. If you were going to race somebody, you wouldn't want to be five steps behind them when you start off. The grip and a good posture puts you right up there on the starting line. So you have just as good a chance when you start moving as everyone else. So definitely do that. Take care of that. Yeah. Just like have a nice looking grip. Look at pictures of like our old pictures of Arnold Palmer and some of these guys that had really nice looking, just copy them. Even Hogan had a whole chapter in his book. Just just ha- making sure it's in the hands in the right place and that it's their hands are right. angled correctly. Let's keep That's moving. That. <laughs> Let's keep moving. I'm on the grip train. All right. Six minutes in, we've covered no grip. grip badges. All right. One and two set up and posture. Number three. And we see this all the time with um, the stats app that we use with our golfers. It's approach shots that uh-huh. don't even sniff pin high. No. Uh, I'm out there. I'm thinking about this right now. Yesterday we played with, played with a guy. I mean, it's like he thought it was against the rules to be, you know, long of the pin. It's like, <laughs> man, it's okay. You, you know, you don't lose strokes or getting it past the pin. I think he hit one shot where he was maybe pin high. The rest of him, he was short on every single iron shot. I was like, hey, maybe just take another club or, you know, see what happens. And normally they swing a little bit easier and they hit more solid and then they're pin high as well. So. Nobody takes enough club, it seems like. Well, this goes into something that I think is way more prevalent than really lower handicap golfers 
or certainly instructors uh, are aware of. And it's that how many times in a lesson will you say, okay, how far do you hit your seven iron? And then the que- the question will be, is that you want carry or total? <laughs> yeah. Right. So th- there's no golfer <laughs> on the planet knows how far the total of their seven iron goes. <laughs> exactly. So, but that's how guys play, right? They'll, 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 uh, have hit five years ago. They'll have hit a shot that was maybe downhill downwind and the seven iron hit on a hard green and rolled to the back. And there was like, that was one seventy five seven iron. And then that's their seven iron number from <laughs> there on. Right. They have no idea how far it carried. They have no idea how the elements affected it. They hit a sprinkler head. Yeah. So they look at total. You have to know if you're going to improve your score, you got to know how far you carry clubs, what your likely carry is not what your best day carry is, what your likely carry is. I mean, you work to improve the likely, but you got to know what your average carry is. Yeah, absolutely. I would ask that question every lesson. Hey, how far are you seven iron? And while I'm watching them hit seven irons and I'm like, <laughs> oh boy, this is going to be a tough lesson. And they say 175 and the best one they've hit is 140. Right. Because you're looking at the numbers right there in the launch <laughs> monitor and the, you know, they're warming up and they're talking and it's like, yeah, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't see that. <laughs> you get really good over the years of being like, okay, that's good. All right. Well, let me turn those numbers off. <laughs> yeah. So the number three is definitely like one, get a baseline for some real numbers. That's right. And you know, uh, growing up, I didn't have a launch monitor. Really. Nobody did. And you would just go out. I would go out to a local high school on a weekend in the summer. I would uh, back up my pickup truck over the fence had a little hitting mat in the back of my pickup truck and I would hit from my pickup out into the football field so I could see the lines and know how far I would hit certain clubs. That's awesome. And you know, you you just go and do that kind of stuff. So you could, you just need a pretty tight ballpark. You don't have to know 147 (laughs) versus 146. You just can't be 175 if it's 146. No, no. So that, that would be like number three, I guess. Just make, you know, play around and take one more club from the fairway every time and watch what happens. I have golfers do that all the time. Take Just one. make yourself take one more. Or two. Have them do yeah. two and make three-quarter swings and from inside of 150, and their scores always improve. Yeah, right. 100%. So give that a try for sure. All right, number four would be – now we're getting into getting it into the hole. So number four is around the greens. Yeah, so, you know, I'm watching – you know, they get up beside the green. They just need just a basic shot around the greens, maybe even just a basic chip shot. Um, maybe carries halfway and just kind of rolls out. And the problem with that shot is they just don't know how to set up to it. So, you know, I see ball forward, weight back, trying to scoop it. And a lot of these times they're, they're two chipping, we call it. I think I stole that from Hank Haney. Mm-hmm. You know, there's three putting and two chipping. You don't want to do either one of those. If it takes you two shots to get on the green from 15 yards, I mean, that's something you need to work on. And most of the time it's so setup related that, you know, I could help them immediately just tell them to put their weight on their left foot um, and kind of keep it there and just make a pivot back and through and they'll, they'll hit the shot on the green pretty solid. But these guys are, you know, a lot of them I'm watching take a couple shots to get in, get on the green or they barely get on the green and it's costing them you know, five shots around just from that. Yeah. I don't, I don't think golfers have enough of a go-to chipping or pitching technique. Mm -mm. Um, 
or at least certainly not based around a solid setup. You know, it's funny for full swings. We see guys all the time who lift coming into the ball. And then on the short shots, see golfers all the time who drop coming into the ball. Try to stay down. And it should be the opposite, right? You want Mm -hmm. to actually be moving up a little bit in your chip so you can find that, that ground consistently every time. And in the full swings, you know, you're much lower in a full swing, but yeah, I think setting up to it, like you said, wait forward, keeping it forward. There's no shifting going on for those little shots. Mm-hmm. Um, having the club move around a consistent plane and and then keeping your levels. You know, keeping your levels and tilts and pitching will dramatically improve your pitching. You know, not not tilting to the right on the downswing, not dropping lower to the ground on the downswing. Those two things alone will completely transform your chipping if that's an area you struggle with. Yeah, I mean, take 10 balls out to the chipping green and just work on technique, you know, set up the same way every time, trying to keep the weight forward and just see how many balls you can get within a six-foot circle. Go practice it. Even just 30 minutes before you go play would be better off than beating balls for two hours. Yeah, because you're really not going to change your swing very much. You're not. Just go work <laughs> on your chipping. That'll save you some shots. We all try, but you're really not going to do it right before you tee yeah. off. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I mean, how many you can times? try. <laughs> How many times you walk to the first tee thinking, I got it figured out? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, many times. <laughs> All right. Out. And then number five, so we got grip one, set up two, more club, take enough club, the realistic mm-hmm. number of club, uh, three, a better chipping, just more of a basic chip shot. Own a basic chip shot is number four. And then number five is being able to guarantee yourself that you're going to two putt from that 30 to 50 foot range. Yeah. It's just not, not a good lag putter. Right. And a lot of them, a lot of amateurs, they either don't practice it or they don't realize what, what I find is they don't put enough importance on hitting the middle of the putter face. Because to me, the problem with, with you struggle with lag putting is you're hitting it on a different spot on the face every time. So you don't get the same ball speed for the same effort level that you put in. So, you know, you could hit five putts, one on the toe, one a little bit more in the center, one in the center, one slight heel, one very heel, and those putts all go a different distance. How do you ever get good at lag putting? You don't know how hard to hit it because it comes off at a different pace. So, you know, just working on hitting the middle of the club face, maybe just doing a gate drill like Tiger used to do. Um, just doing that, your lag putting will improve dramatically. It's rare to see a three putt or a poor lag put from a put. That's what my dad says. Put, a lag putt um, from misreading a green, right? Mm-hmm. It's 99 times going to be speed control. And mm-hmm. what you said is so important. I mean, if it's just like uh, hitting an iron off the, off the sweet spot. It's going to go different distances. And with putting, you know, the difference of a two foot tap in or a four foot hit one off that's hit off the toe is going to run your score up. And if you can make yourself one, narrow your focus. And I like to have golfers do from 30 feet, like just put a tee down and say, that's the center of your hole from 30 feet, put 10 balls and measure the shortest one to the longest one. Let's say that's seven feet from shortest to longest work on it, decreasing that distance over 10 feet. Like you got to decrease your distance dispersion. If you want to be a good lag putter. Uh, which goes back to center of the face contact. The gate drill is great for that. Uh, your putting aid is great for that because you can see where your eyes are, which influence where you hit it on the face. 
Absolutely. And there's just really, again, if you want to talk about ways to really maximize your 30 minutes before you go tee off, chipping and putting and learning the speed of the greens that day, and you're going to be doing yourself a big favor. Yeah, if you're if you're interested in scoring better, yeah, I mean, go chip, go putt, see how the ball reacts on the chip shots, see how it rolls out on the putting green, then then go play. A little short ball warm up maybe for full swing, but don't be trying to reinvent the wheel with the full swing. Yep, there you go. All right, those are the five things that you can do your next round to score better, and you will score better if you have all those five things checked. Grip, set up more club into the shots, into the holes, your approaches, a solid basic chip shot and then tune up your lag putting and you'll be seven to nine strokes better see it all the time absolutely there's no doubt if you guys are enjoying these go over to uh, itunes and click subscribe and if you have the time please leave us a five star and a written review it helps more golfers find the podcast and we're trying to help as many golfers as we can awesome see you guys on the next one